Hello everyone. My name is Elia and I'll be narrating the tale for you today. We follow up with another continuation of a daring meeting. As you may know, it was co-written by Aurora and myself, so links will be down below to more of our writing, as well as to the other previous parts, part one and part two. Our story continues with Archmage grumbling to his friend Varian about a mysterious woman he met named Delia. The two share a round of boys' talk. At the same time, Elia is being hunted by her father-in-law due to the disappearance of her cousin Ledwin. The added bonus of wanted posters has led her to this very spot where Archmay was. The two once more met again, but this time under very different circumstances. A knife to the throat for one. So, let's continue with Archmay and Ilya's tale in A Daring Meeting. Ilya turned to address the voice that had spoken to her, and frowned as she came face to face with the elf from the bridge again. Her form relaxed slightly, even though the grip on her knife did not. He did say her name, didn't he? It couldn't have been the same man. Could it have been? She soon found herself relaxing the grip on her dagger. Was it more than fate? Before Archmay could speak once more, Ilya pressed her hand upon his mouth before he could utter another word. Ducking low to the side as a waitress skirted around the tavern, the woman eyed each one as if a potential threat as she glared down at the man she took with her. Are you following me? She snarled when it seemed like they were quiet. The tiny mage crossed her arms and glared at the rogue with all her might. Archmage's eyes looked hard as he glared right back at her. What the fuck is your problem? I was worried about you. I didn't even get to tell you my- Perhaps you don't need to know my name. Ilya snapped, but realized that it was already too late. The man already knew her name. Dumb, dumb Ilya. Unless you have a ship that can get me through to Ogremar, I don't need another dance. Ilya muttered low to both of them as she hit against the wall, for another waitress was coming by. She didn't have time to indulge herself, and that as everyone was a potential person to bring her in. Archmay sighed and growled deep and low, bringing his lips to her ears. First off, I don't appreciate your grubby mitts all over me. Secondly, what if I did? He smirked. Or should I turn you into your father right this second? Ilya felt her stomach drop and the bile rise in her throat. He knew! Of course he knew. He knew completely. Third, my name is Archmay. If you want passage, meet me by the lake at the edge of dawn. I need to sneak you onto the ship. That means I can't have anyone know you are there. And lastly, it'll do you some pleasure to be fucking nice about it. He pressed her hard upon the shoulder as he huffed. We can discuss terms when I get there. And then he turned and vanished into the shadows. 
And just like that, Uya had to trust the man completely upon his tail. Archmei, the quiet man whom she completely pissed off due to her paranoia. The mage quietly thought about prettying herself up, but once more decided to take the quiet man's thoughtful tail. They had just gotten off onto the right foot and then left it on a bad note. Just like a dance. The mage sighed to herself and frowned. Why did everything she had to do turn out so horribly? She'd fight, though. Fight and come to another day. Oya tilted her head towards the burnout woods towards the far end near the ghostlands. She'd survive there. No one would come by at least then. She could be out there within two days' time. But she had no choice. How could the man say that he knew her, or even want to help her? It was like he hardly knew her, and it made Ilya self-conscious. Maybe that Archmaid character d did that to make sure she did get captured. He already had the wanted poster. He already knew everything. The mage sighed to herself and twisted off to go into the woods, thinking on how exactly to say thank you to the man. The sun was setting near the harbor, and once more the area filled with rowdy hoots and hollering of the pirates. No wonder they were so hesitant upon taking her. Perhaps her uncle had paid off most of the ships. Hell, she even tried teleporting, but those fucking spells were always so complicated, and she found herself seven feet high up in the air. Hardly a continent away. The mage could barely get a slowfall spell off before she hit her legs rather hard. Thankfully, even while surviving out in the ghostlands, Ilya found it easy to survive on bugs, jerky, and conjured food. Keeping awake for the slightest movements created heavy bags under the mage's eyes as she stumbled out of the woods, looking like a feral wolf rather than a woman. How could anyone say how beautiful she looked coming out like that? Perhaps the man needed his eyes checked. There were hardly any people when Ilya stepped through into the open air near the docks. The sun set across the water, producing shining colors and soft reds that seemed to match the deep burgundy of her hair. The woman dipped her hands within the waters upon seeing it and drank greedily within her open palms. Ilya saw how miserable she looked and shrugged, reaching down to wipe the water from her hands. Who's to say if the man would even be back? perhaps grab his cronies to take her in anyways. Slowly, the feral, dirty mage limped forward within the dark corner of the building, staring off into the emerging star. Then it'd be another few weeks within a cell, yelled at, punished, and then eventually forgotten. Ilya took in a deep sigh and pushed her hands across the water, letting it ripple across. She felt lost. Archway stomped his way out of the small area he had his flavorful conversation at. He waltzed right into the middle of the ongoing party and dropped to his ass, huffing like a child that lost his lolly. One of the brothel ladies, with very little words, smoothed her way over to Archway and sat in his lap, and with very little hesitation, he pushed her off his lap backwards. Her legs flipped up over her head, and she tumbled upon some other poor soul. Half the pirates started to laugh at this misfortune, but Archie was pith. He hadn't a fucking clue what attracted him to that mangy woman. Her hair was a mess, her face was dirt, 
For fuck's sake, she looked like she ate dirt, he said aloud to himself. She could have even passed as one of the pirates that he worked with. Hell, even that would be a compliment. He was just as confused, but something strong was attracting him to the woman. He quickly stood back to his feet and walked across to a clearer area, less crowded, near a patch of water, watching the sun slowly drift down. He squatted down, reaching into the large lake, scooping up to drink some water. He watched as most of the liquid slid through his fingers and fell upon the ground in the lake. He sighed softly, taking a glance at himself. The hell are you doing, Archmay? He spoke softly, closing his eyes tight. The moon had started reflecting its light across the land, and a female giggle came loose from one of the tents. He turned his head, seeing Varen's shield and sword laid up against the entrance. Archmay slapped the water, watching the ripples move across the lake. His eyes followed the ripples until they virtually vanished, but his eyes continued until it reached the shoreline on the opposite end. Wha- what He tilted his head to the side and squinted, but couldn't make out what it was. He thought it might have been her. He kept replaying the dance over and over in his head. Her helplessness, her pleas, or just someone to listen to. He'd do it again if she wasn't such a skittish bitch. Archmay scoffed, but then felt conflicted again. Knowing the captain would tell him no, she couldn't come, and Varen would definitely be against the idea. Archmay knew he had to do something for her. He tried his hardest to figure out why he had anything to do for this woman, but he kept going back to the dance. He shook his head, reaching up and tightening his grip within his leather glove. Well, let's hope you can return, so we can discuss how the hell we're going to do that. Archmay spoke as if she was there. Varen, at the same time, poked his head out of the tent. Do what, little shadow? Archmay shook his head. Nothing. Go back to your tramp. Archmay said annoyingly. Varen smiled and shrugged, pulling his head quickly back into the tent. It was clear to Ilya that being underneath someone's thumb wasn't going to do well for the young girl. She survived for as long as she did by not relying on anyone, the mage thought bitterly. She just had to observe, and thankfully, that was something of a specialty. There was no way of knowing exactly what would go on, and the mage had tried to appeal to their sense of pride, at least to help her, but there was one, but with how she pissed him off, hardly one would think he would even try to help her now. She had to rely on herself and think of a way over. Ilya had to abandon her pride and throw it all away to survive. The Archmay character at least gave her a decent clue as to the nature of the building. How many people were on a ship? Was there any common monkeys between the crew? Ilya watched quietly, looking at those that were gearing up with goods for the ship. Different elves of many different types, but she could at least see two with similar build of herself. Short hair, dirty clothing, at least half drunk. A plan started to formulate within her mind, but that would be rather dangerous. <laughs> but no guts, no survival. Ilya knew she couldn't rely on fear for anything. 
The mage scooted near the backside where one of the lone pirates were loading up some cargo. Gathering up some pebbles, Ilya made a little bit of noise. The thin pirate shifted his head and glanced around trying to gather where the noise was coming from. She wasn't exactly sure how it worked, but slowly she guided him with pebbles, bursts of magic, and soft giggles of feminine quality she didn't know she had. The fellow landed near the clearing and, well, thankfully Ilya didn't allow this one to make noise like the last. He'd probably starve that deep in the woods, but his fault, not her own. The mage didn't know why she didn't do this so close like before, but quickly she chopped her hair until it resembled the man that she had passed on. Thankfully, she didn't have too much eyeball to resemble the foxtail he had. A bottle of ink she procured mislead hid the red, crimson, dark hair into a much deeper black. Her robes were cast aside for his pirate wear, and she hoped she looked somewhat passable. Ilya knew she had a few more days to try and soak up as much knowledge of the ship, but kept that to herself. Without missing a beat, the young mage, disguised as a pirate, resumed the task of loading up the ship. Their mannerisms and everything should be more than enough, though her slight limp was worrisome. Ilya wiped the black-coated ink strands of her hair against her brow as she continued to work within the silent thongs of the ship. We finish up this round of the story with an uneasy truce between Archmay and Aelia. What else may transpire over the next part? Stay tuned to find out. For a bit of a change of pace, we'll be narrating some poetry at the end of this podcast. It was done by Dancing Dare and used by her permission. She's a brilliant poetry writer, and a lot of her themes fit with the stories themselves, with the themes that we also present for them. So you may have some music at the end of our podcast or some poetry. Either or isn't bad at all. Her Tumblr is dancingdearsintheshadows.dumblr.com, as well as her poetry website will be provided down below. If you do enjoy her work, feel free to subscribe to our YouTube section or sign up for the podcast in any one of the links below. Want to submit a story? There's a link down there as well. Let us know how we're doing. We'd love to hear from you. And like always, our time together is short, but with what little time we have, thank you for sharing it. Good night. This poem written by Dancing Dare is called I Race the Wind. I race the wind to touch the sun is my goal. As I race, I look around to see what is going on. I see the sun child playing in the field of golden petals. Smiling, I move on to watch the water nymphs up to their usual mystery. I look to see this moon child asleep in the dew-covered thicket. No dreams run through his head. Till he sleeps, until the moon's rising into the blackened sky, I race forward. I see a wizard casting wishes in long-forgotten dreams, giving them new life once more. On and on I go. Day turns to night, night turns to day. Light fades to dark, fades to light. Tears cried, tears come, tears go. I keep racing.
I race the wind to touch the sun as my goal. Who am I? I am one, yet no one. I am all, yet none. I am a dreamer racing to realize their goals. Do you know who you are? I race the wind.